0: Gaming NBS episode 305 being recorded Monday, August 10th, 2020. Welcome to Gaming NBS, the tabletop RPG podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Brett. Welcome to the show, folks. Welcome back. Glad
1: everybody's on board.
0: How you doing, Sean? I'm doing fantastic, <clears throat> Brett. How are you doing?
1: Ah, same pain. Different day. Doctor appointment tomorrow. We'll see how that goes. But that's enough of that. That's just medical aches and pains and bullshit. Did you get any gaming this last week?
0: I did not. We had We had a... Uh, player that was like, hey, I'm not going to be able to make the game. And then everybody was, well, I could probably use the time for something oh. else. And, you know, you, however, got lack of,
1: you got a lack of dedication, man. You got to play through that pain.
0: I know. However, I have to say, I did do some streaming. I did some uh, Delta Green prep. Oh, very good. Awesome. I did. I, I w- went through the scenario. Actually, I did it a little bit. Saturday and a little bit Sunday Are you and feeling
1: properly prepared now
0: that you've done this I have a couple things to read yet I mean we do session one this Thursday cool. uh, the 13th at 8 p.m Central time here on Twitch and then if you don't catch it live we'll have it up on YouTube but uh it's I think I feel I feel pretty good I mean awesome. in, in being able to probably navigate I don't feel as though I'm gonna have one of those okay hold on a second Okay. Hang Wait, uh, no, wait, is that page uh, two?
1: Fuck. Hang on. Hang on. Flip, flip, flip,
0: flip, okay. Flip, so, yeah. yeah. Um, blah, blah, blah. You know, so I, hopefully I can, I can rip. Because there's a lot of. I guess there can be a lot of moving parts when you're dealing with stuff that's not as linear as yes. I'm used to, right? Yeah, like, not at all. I get it. So, they're given four avenues, really, right off the bat, that they can kind of choose what to, to do. Cool. So.
1: My Avalon game went well. The guys finally <clears throat> killed the final Penangalon, so the vampires are gone. That was good. <clears throat> it was bloody. It was crazy, and uh, it was fun. It was a really good. It was a really good battle. They had a lot of sneaking, peeking, investigation, investigation, and it led up to a really, really good brawl. So it was a lot of fun. Sweet. The kids almost died again. Middle Earth. They uh, went after. A tr- uh, played on Wednesday. We played yesterday again and uh so wednesday they went after a troll that was causing some trouble and um they happen to have there's a group of six dwarves that are their friends they're basically living in a tower that they've taken over and armors warriors whatever they're doing stuff and they neglected to go and list the hirelings basically to help them so i let them get their ever-living crap kicked out of them then reminded them that you could have went back and got the dwarves like oh yeah i should have done that. Okay, cool, Learn that lesson, good. Next one, there's a kid missing. They think he's trampled in because in Bree, he may have gone into the Borrow Down, so they had to fight the lesser Borrow White to save the kid. Ilana insisted on running away because she was so terrified they were going to die, and AJ's like, no, we must defeat the White, cleanse this Borrow, and save the kid, same time, do the whole thing. And uh, it finally got through Ilana that, yes, it is essentially her fault that her brother almost <laughs> because she refused to engage. She was so busy trying to run away while her brother's character was fighting. She's like, AJ, you need to run away. And he's not going to run away. And uh, she did the classic, I'm going to talk about running away, but I'm not actually going to run away. Right? So if you're going to flee, flee. Just just do it. Right? So uh, it, was, it worked out. They came to. My dice were incredibly cold. I could not hit AJ's little hobbit for the life of me. But... They finally beat the borrow weight, so it was pretty cool. It was a good fight. Very good fight. And uh, tomorrow we go back to uh, Undermount. Alpha's running, so that should be good.
0: I did not game. I did stream my prep notes for Delta Green yep. on Saturday and Sunday. I right. ran
1: uh, Avalon. The guys killed the Penangalon finally, took care of those, and my kids were almost killed twice in two different Middle-earth encounters. Once, one with a troll and another with a borrow white. They're getting smarter, playing better. So it's all good. It's all good. So virtual dot Gamehole gameholecon.com. check that out. Um do, 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 that'll be here before we know it, for God's sakes. Holy crap. It's like already halfway through August now, practically. Um, let's see. Anything else cool? Virtual uh news wise, real news wise, anything announcements? No? All no. Right, let's go into a
0: random encounter. Just a quick rem- quick reminder. What else? What? What? Delta Green this Thursday, 8 p.m. Music from a darkened room. Be there. Central time. Be here. Be square. Random Encounter segment of the show where we field voicemails, emails, comments from social media. Uh, We'll start off with Mike with a voicemail. Oh, sweet. About dungeon crawls. Here we go.
2: Hey, this is Mike Watkins again. Uh, I'm listening to y'all talk about Dungeon crawls, and you said a ship is a dungeon. And it gave me this idea of a fantasy setting where the dungeons are ships, but it's so far into the future that the people don't know they're ships. And so people go into a dungeon, they wind up on a different planet, maybe they don't even know that they're ships. You know, it, it just gave me such a great idea of a post-apocalyptic futuristic setting but it's fantasy and anybody in the setting doesn't know that they're in a spaceship and instead of having hollow holodecks or they have holodecks on these in these dungeons which are ships but the people might call them mimic rooms or uh, maybe a mind slayer room or something like that and they probe your mind for where you really want to be, and they mimic that place. And there may be sex bots, but the players would call them nymphs, but they would have different stats, like metal bodies, they'd be immune to fear because they're a robot, all that kind of cool stuff. I mean, oh, man, dude, you you gave my mind some serious idea diarrhea. (laughs) I can't stop thinking about it. Uh, so uh, thanks, guys, and uh, happy 300 and uh, good luck on the next 300. Thanks,
0: thanks, Mike. That is awesome of you
1: to say that. That is, I've said this before on the show, and I'll continue to say it when it happens. One of the coolest things that could happen in any gaming community, I think, is when you talk about a thing like this kind of a one way conversation, unfortunately, because y'all can't be here to join us. And somebody goes, Oh my god, that gave me a really cool idea! I like that, I like that idea of you. You board the dungeon, you know, and then you're actually on a ship, which then dumps you off somewhere else. But you think of some of the the massive space hulks from like um, uh, Warhammer and stuff. And yeah. Oh, my God, dude, that's that's totally possible. That's interesting. I like that.
0: Yeah, Mike, you have to let us know how you do it or even. Um,
1: yeah, if you pull it off. Game? You can pull, yeah, if you if you pull it off and say, oh, I'm going to try it with this uh, with this uh, core system or something, that could be pretty cool. I could even be a Mutant Year Zero thing, too, or I'm, I'm just thinking a post-apocalyptic game, right? To go that way, where it's qu- that quasi-fantasy sci-fi mix, and then someday somebody finally opens the door only to find out that you're actually in outer space or something.
0: Yeah, um, or Metamorphosis Alpha, as there Mr. You go. That's Mr. What Hobbs, try Hobbs would probably say.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, man. We got another uh, Mike H. Yep. Question. Is this the same Mike or a different
0: Mike? This is a different Mike.
1: Different Mike. Well, you got to read this one then.
0: All right. Uh, let's see. Mike H. poses a question on our forums on dungeon crawls. As I was listening to episode 303, I would think of the new game group I am in. I think most of them would be good with a little homebrewed dungeon crawl. However, we have that one guy that only will play pre-published adventures. Sorry, Sean. Yeah, we can do Really? Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. So thinking of the episode and thinking it would be fun to try and find a small dungeon pre-published adventure, I get on AdventureLookup.com and start putting in the credentials and get a couple hundred results. Before I start diving through all of these, does anyone have a favorite? And according to Brett, my life is a dungeon crawl. Wink, wink. Thanks again for (laughs) another entertaining and thought-provoking episode, Mike.
1: Well, I'll tell you, man, if you can get your hands on some of the... If you want to, like, plunk small pre-published ones in, old uh, Dungeon Magazine, if you can find some of those out there. Um, those those are fun. There used to be... Uh, I don't know if they're out there in PDF land where you can purchase them or anything, or if you can get copies, but anywhere from three to five, sometimes different adventure dungeon crawls and stuff in them. Um, huh. Favorites. I'll have to think about that, dude. I've got a couple that... I've read through that I've that I really enjoyed, but it's been a while since I've parsed through and said, ooh, this would be a really, really cool one. Huh, Sean, are there anything that come to mind
0: for you offhand? We, we come Pro? back to. Yeah. Borrow me. There's one page dungeons. Oh, one. Some of the yeah. chat's put in there. Harrigan and
1: Jerry. I'll tell you, man, it's, I have never heard of somebody that will only play pre-published adventures. That is surprising. I shouldn't say that I've heard of people. I've never met someone like Mike who says, I know the guy, (laughs) right? I actually know the person who only wants to do that. Yeah. When I've asked that before, it's always been a nebulous. Well, I heard of a person and we would say, the hell was their reason? Well, the hell reason was because they felt it was the most balanced and the most fair and true to rules or whatever stuff.
0: Mike, I want to know why that person is only wanting to to do pre-published. Yeah. Because even, I, I'm a fan, but I, I would, I mean, if somebody was running, right, if somebody was running, I wouldn't care, right? Like, I don't care if it's pre-published or not. Yeah, interesting. Unless there's, like, this weird stigma or, or the person, it would be as if the person started role-playing games and had a really shitty encounter and almost left the hobby because they had one dungeon master that was crappy and they took that as their first impression of the hobby. Same thing, they had a homebrew that wasn't pre-published and therefore it was shitty and then they equate that Yeah, and
1: I could see if that person also was like, look, I also don't like homebrew rules. I don't like any tweaks. I like everything raw rules was written. That's the only way I like to play. Right. In which case I could see having that in the pre-published piece. And I guess if the reason I'm like I'm totally taking your thing, like you're running with this one piece here. But like I could I could see somebody saying, no, I like that because then it feels more fair. There's an answer, right? Yes. Or something like there's bounds, boundaries to it or something almost like I don't know, man. That's just that statement strikes me as really weird. Yeah, it
0: is a little, stri- little But, odd.
1: However, you know, before I'm being hyperbole here saying, what the fuck is wrong with that person? I don't mean that. If that person, if that's really what they really love, and that's how they love the game, power to them, man. I just, I don't get it. My only hope is that they could explain themselves in such a way that I could get it and go, oh, that's what you like. Cool. If you come to my table, I'll make sure I give you those things that you like. And if that has to be in the form of a published adventure, when I choose to run one, then I'd make sure I invite you. Right? There's no wrong, horrible wrong way to enjoy the hobby, except for some of the things we've talked about ages past, but... Uh, generally speaking, if that's what they like, that's what they like. They may think it's weird, but like lots of shit's weird. So yeah.
0: whatever, moving on. A hey, couple other ones that people are suggesting are like Stonehill, Tomb of the Serpent King. There's probably a few. Um, maybe we'll grab some of those out of the chat and put them in uh, the notes for Mike.
1: All right, what do we got next? Old school. Have you Damn read this? Ca- no, I did not. Okay. You're going to love this. Oh, no. Do you want
0: me to read it? <laughs> okay. Yeah, you read it. You I'll want probably, me to read it?
1: I'm probably really wrong.
0: No, no, Brad. Hey, hey, buddy. He's so hey. he's so much better at hey. this than I am, hey. man. He's good. Hey, anyway,
1: keep going. Go. So, I, the reason
0: it. I'll read it is because I kind I kind of agreed with him, but I didn't bring it up while we talked about the topic. Oh, cool. No, this is cool, man. Go. All right. Old school DM comments on dungeon crawls. Uh, there's a lot of definition gymnastics in this episode. A uh, house is a dungeon, for example. Let me make up, a qu- make up a quote citing the formula from the Sphinx, Mystery Men. If, if every house is a dungeon, you make every dungeon your house. Seriously, though, refining the term dungeon crawl to be the exploration of an enclosed environment is pretty dang squishy. Uh, we have other words for that definition already, such as adventure and encounter area and... Dungeon Crawl, and then he puts a link to the Wikipedia uh, entry for Dungeon Crawl, uh, which is a dungeon... I don't know if this is taken from Wikipedia. I think it is, actually. Dungeon Crawl is a type of scenario in fantasy role-playing games in which heroes navigate a labyrinth environment, a dungeon, battling various monsters, avoiding traps, solving puzzles, and looting any treasure they may find. Video games which predominantly feature Dungeon Crawl elements are considered to be a genre... The first computer-based dungeon crawl was Pettit 5, developed in 1975 by Rusty Rutherford on the Play-Doh, P-L-A-T-O, interactive education system based in Urbana, Illinois. Although this game also, then it goes, also the crawl nature of the phrase was it, was instantly translated to the derogatory slog in the episode as well. Hey, that would be me. Hey, <laughs> slog. Um, with Brett saying late in the episode that if it's a slog, you're doing it wrong. Warning, that always sets off my alarms. Warning. Uh, To me, crawl doesn't mean boring. It means massive and seemingly endless as a specific design feature to evoke a specific feeling, specific feelings from the players, such as hopelessness and urgency. Traveling the jungles of Chult in Tomb of Annihilation contains a massive jungle crawl, with the nasty death curse curse as a timer, it also includes at least one major dungeon crawl. The episode was fine in trying to share how to make crawls more interesting, but it got distracted by the semantic flubbery trying to make everything a dungeon. Not every limited choice environment is a dungeon. Old school DM. And then he quotes the Sphinx. Do not go there, my son. When you doubt your powers, you give power to your doubts. Mr. Furious, okay, am I the only one who finds these sayings just a bit formulaic? quote, if you want to put something down, you got to pick it up, end quote. If you, quote, if you want to go left, you got to go right. <laughs> so he was right. When I when you were talking about Brad, I'm like, uh, man.
1: So my definition is squishy.
0: Well, I mean.
1: I absolutely disagree.
0: That's fine. But I think that if you were to say a, space, a spaceship is a dungeon crawl. No. I didn't say it's a dungeon crawl. I said it's a dungeon. Dungeon.
1: A dungeon is a confined space. And what you and Randy are saying is no, a dungeon is a dungeon.
0: It so I'd defined- be like, say, it, would, it would be saying in your house, the top floor is your basement. It's a, it's a base, And if I say a basement is just an a enclosed area. Yeah, you could do that.
1: I, I think, think I- it's weird. That's, a, that's, that's, um, being semantically obnoxious to be subna- semantically obnoxious towards me, but okay. That may be fair. <laughs> I don't agree, honestly. I mean, it's 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 an enclosed space. That's what a dungeon is. Whether it's underground. So an actual real dungeon is a place you put prisoners. Sure. A dungeon crawl is a type of adventure. It has nothing to do with the dungeon as... It has nothing to do with the definition of dungeon per se. Well, nothing, I could agree not nothing, on the dungeon
0: crawl. I think that's yeah, like, oh, totally. You know, yeah, I buy that. But I think by by taking anything in an enclosed space and calling it a dungeon, you could call a box a dungeon.
1: So the point is that if you think about enclosed space adventures in that way that you do dungeons, how much fun did you have running Mothership, an enclosed space, essentially a dungeon? Wow, that was really cool. Why was that more fun? than running a tomb going after orcs. Why can't you take all the lessons you learn from one and apply them in the other? The point is, if you find the similarities between the things, you can take all the cool things you like in those, in those confined space areas and mix and match them. That's the whole point.
0: And in that case, I would completely agree with you. I, I think we're getting hung up on a
1: better, I think that's what a better
0: part of an hour was about. I think we're getting <laughs> caught on semantics, like calling everything Yeah, that's why I like it's so what. But but there's a but I think if we would have said if you take an enclosed area like a dungeon and you took an enclosed area like a ship, which we did touch on to some degree, but I think we meshed them too close together to say, well that's a dungeon and that's a dungeon. Isn't that cool? Where if you take elements of a dungeon and put him on a ship, which you did do, mm-hmm. I think there was some, I, my personal interpretation wasn't far from Randy's. Like, I think there was, yes, we touched on some of those elements. Like you can have elements that take place in a dungeon that can also take place on a ship and the similarities yep. between the two can drive some excitement.
1: I, I've I, had people tell me that they don't know how to like a spaceship adventure, right? Right as you talked about from Mothership, like oh my god i have no idea how to do this blah 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 sure and those folks are amazingly good dms in a dungeon area okay it's the same thing dude no it's not okay break it down confined space right it's just in a box in space instead of a box underground it's a confined space man
0: in that in that yes and so when you when you frame it up that way to me it makes mm-hmm. more, much more sense okay yeah it does
1: that's what I was trying to say. Okay. Cuz at first it was I thought I was I thought I was clear, it doesn't mean that was clear, right? Cuz obviously if you didn't if it didn't ring the right bells for you and Randy's like, eh, I don't know, man. You know, I'm just like, okay, how else can I say it? I don't know. It doesn't mean there's not a better way to say it. it just I didn't right. know at the time what else to say."
0: My my what the way I looked at it was, it was a because that's why I didn't interrupt because I'm like and you're like does that make sense I'm like oh yeah it completely makes sense you're transitioning you some lied to me things it didn't completely make well, sense well it did when you were explaining it I'm like oh yeah yeah that <laughs> makes sense you're taking things that people would find interesting in a dungeon and you're incorporating that into a spaceship where it's dark and there's uh, a sense of wonder and there is creepy shit going on and you don't know the layout and things of that nature so the, the similarities environment Man, I'm I'm right there with you. Yep. But I think saying like a ship is a dungeon, just like a dungeon, and this is a dungeon, and a, a jungle can be a dungeon. That's where I'm like that. Get, that gets me lost. That's all. That's well, too bad because it's not that hard, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I am gonna take Brett's snarkiness and know that he's in dire pain. Oh, I'm in a lot of
1: pain right he's now. He's in yeah. a lot
0: of pain, which makes him a fucking crab ass. Yeah, worse than usual. No, so, I get,
1: I get your perspective. I get Randy's. I don't like I said. I don't have to agree with it to like you guys. I'm like, nah, no, that's fine. No, and that's like I oh, told Randy's super sharp. You're a sharp guy. But, but, I would not do this with you for this long if I didn't think you were smart. Obviously, this what you're saying makes sense. I think what I said makes sense. What I continued to say makes sense to me. If it's not, if that, so here's the thing, right? I've, I've talked about this many times too. If you're teaching somebody something, you're talking about something, and you say it one way, and then you walk away from it, like, I don't fucking get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. And Randy turns to you, Sean, he says the same basic thing, but slightly different, where he has a different delineation, where he draws a line a little bit more to the left than I did to the right or whatever, and suddenly all the bells would go on. Which is why multiple teachers teaching the same thing, different students will learn at different times, right? So I could say something, it's crystal clear to me and maybe ten other people, and twelve other people, are like, what the fuck are those guys talking about? So that's why this back and forth is cool, right? So Randy's like, I don't I'm like, I don't know if I buy that. I don't think I was I don't I don't think it is that squishy. Now, what he's going through, I'm like, okay, if you want to have a hard and fast yes, what I'm referring to that was more of a design principle than the actual thing of like my basement versus the first floor versus the second floor type of thing like you were saying so yeah interesting though it's good it's another, another perspective is good right
0: so yeah I like it it's good stuff cool cool thanks old school dm should we talk about the main topic yeah we could do that let's do All that alright
1: All right, Brett. Cue Brett. All right. Well, I don't know. I'm usually wrong. I mean, he's got me a little sad now.
0: Now he's not going to let it go. No, <laughs> He's not going <gonna laughs> to let it go. It's
1: fine. It's totally fine. I'm teasing. <laughs> All right. So we talk about the idea that players like to go off the map. They make choices that sends the GM scrambling, you know, what to do. They want to hop off the Sean train, go do something else, tour across the hills, get out of the dungeon, get out of that enclosed little box they're in. They want to go do something else. So... I was thinking about this and players, we talk about players and player characters interchangeably. So when we say PCs or players, I'm talking about, you know, the agency component here. what Why are players having their characters? Why are these player characters doing this stuff? I can't put a list of things that made sense to me that I know my group has done in the past, or I've done as a player in the past as to why I want to wander off. Sometimes, you know, it's, I have had this happen where I've had a player who's just a complete ass. They're a jerk and they want to do this on purpose. Oh, everybody obviously needs to go to Chicago. I go to New York. Why? I don't care. I'm going to New York. (laughs) And then they've done that. I've had players do this to me and then fully expect them going to run a special session or take time from larger group session for their adventure in New York.
0: I don't believe it. I do that? not. I cannot sit here in good mind, in good <laughs> conscience, and think that one of the Wassaw gaming group members would pull that crap on Brett. No, he's the, only, he's the
1: only person I've ever kicked out of my gaming group, dude.
0: Oh, you did kick him out eventually. <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: eventually I eventually had to. Oh, kick him then out. he's
0: not part of the yeah. He's the no, coveted. I had, to, I had to kick him out. Oh well, I guess if he does. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right then. Because of this type of thing,
1: so. I've also talked to other game masters, like, oh, my God, I got this one player is just a dick and they do this just to challenge me like they think it's funny or something. Um, I think one of the other pieces that goes with it, frankly, there's some of the other ideas I, I have here. I think a lot of it boils down to what players feel is their own agency, right? They're like, look, I understand that there's a crossroads here. We could go right. We could go left. You know what we've decided to do? We're going to walk away from this war and we're going to go over the hills. We're going to leave this thing and go do something else. You know, if you take like your star Wars type of analogy, Han Solo decides I'm not getting involved in this. He takes his stuff, pays off Jabba and leaves a different person running that character. If you were a character in the game, could be like, look, I walk my character away. I'm done. I don't need to be involved in this anymore. If you as a game master don't want to run my adventure, I don't have to stick here. I don't have to stick out with this anymore. My whole thing is to get enough money to pay off Jabba, so I have the bounty off my head. Fuck! I'm done. I'm out of here. Sometimes they do it for those types of reasons. Sometimes I think it's um, it, when I see it most often. What I, I think it's kind of the exasperation of the player when the players throw up their hands, and go, "I don't know what we're supposed to do next." fine we will go to antarctica fine we'll go to mars you know we have to do something there's a lack of like the next clue the next piece they feel like they're swimming or drowning or there's no rhyme or reason to a plot or anything that they're supposed to hook onto. and so they just kind of make their own way and do whatever it is that they want to do i know some players that i have gamed with over the years that really like doing that they like to have as pure of a sandbox as you can get where they kind of toddle off do whatever the fuck that is that they want to do And, um, and that's how they like to game. So Sean, do you have players that, or have you encountered this before where players either yourself or others want to kind of wander off, do
0: their own thing, cut their own trail? I have to think that I've run into one player or player character that's opted to try to do that. Most of the times that situation ends up coming up with an inner, inner party conflict where, Either they come across the new player character or some or as the group starts and they don't go through some way of being cohesive or they do. But somewhere in the mix, they you start playing and ones like, oh, oh, so you're a necromancer. Great. I'm a paladin. I don't know why I'm even adventuring with this asshole. Like, I I wouldn't do it. I'm not I'm not that guy. Why? Or, or usually, this has happened recently. Actually, I think it was the Tomb of An- uh, Annihilation game. Was one of the player characters didn't want anybody to know that they were a necromancer. Okay. So of course, <laughs> the player. I know the player It comes out. Okay, I, it comes out. It, it not only not only it doesn't really come out, but the players we all know each other. We've known each other for over thirty years. We just, it just knows like some. Yes, it could be divulged through play, like, hey, I do this. Ah, uh, yeah, that figures. I already, I know you're a necromancer, you asshole. You're a necromancer. Why? No, 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 I'm not. No, I'm not. no, no, nope, Druid, Druid, no, druid of the fifth circle. No, not a necromancer at all. Sean Dungeon Master knows because he knows yep. what everybody's playing. Yep, yep. And I'm trying to keep it like, okay, well, the player wants to have their fun to do that. Great. But then again, I've got Jeff Paladin guy who's like, this is bullshit. And then it becomes like, Fine, I walk off. I'm not gonna be involved in this. Why would I? I'm I'm not be I'm not gonna familiarize myself with these folks. I'm not gonna associate myself with this with this <laughs> guy. No uh, way. So it isn't in the same sense of, oh, I wanna go north just because it's north. There's usually something that's an
1: inciting incident that causes the breaking usually. of the fellowship. Yes. You have to feather barrow mirror with orc arrows just to get his character out of the way. <laughs>
0: And you know what? And I understand Jeff's position in that particular instance, because I know the other player.
1: I'll tell you what. So from my perspective, I don't think it's always bad, right? Sometimes it's like, what do you guys want to do? You're at a crossroads, you're at a place. But when that type of thing happens, you know, then it becomes that's almost player on player. Versus character on character. And that's where that shit starts to get uglier. And that's a piece when, for me, then that's like, okay, stop. The game, like, grind the game to a halt and go, look. Are you seriously saying your paladin walks away because then you got to make a new character? Because that's what you're going to have to do. I'm not stopping the whole campaign and not, we're not
0: starting over. So you're saying it's okay that if they, you're you're better off with them... You you started off saying your preference would be that it's okay that they go and do that. Is that what I'm saying?
1: That the players decide is like, hey, look, you know, we're kind of we're trying to do this thing, and I just, you know, we we kind of said we were going to go kill the dragon and save the prince, or we thought we were going to do this. I just think we can do it, guys. I think we should go. I think we should fucking bail on this. When I played my Warhammer game with my group last. There was a war brewing. It was going to happen. I had this wonderful, cool thing that was going to happen in this little town, in this uh, city in Bretonia. They were going to have this big, and they just said, "Fuck it, we're out of here." They packed up and left because, like, too dangerous. We don't want anything to do with it, and they left. They decided to flee that and head to the Empire. Wow. Okay, it was fine. It's an open world. I wasn't. I wasn't like, nope. Oh, you have to stay here. Oh, the army attacks you and you're conscripted. I mean, I didn't. No strong arm, no requiring them to go do. I'm like, huh, this is them telling me they're interested in what I've done. They like where this is going and like, wow, this is dangerous and scary. And I don't want to hang out here. Right. This is in the middle of this horrible internal war. Something nasty is going to happen. I don't want to be on the ground when this goes on. I want to leave. I'm out of here. Right.
0: You feel, you feel something bad coming. They want to flee. I'm like, okay. Cool, I can roll with that. So I have a question for yes. you. So did they come to that consensus as a group or was it, a, it was it splintered?
1: One player started talking about it in character, like, I don't know if we should stay here, man.
0: Oh, like, huh, okay. that's a
1: good point. I haven't even thought about that. They look at Brett and Brett's like, You can do whatever it is you want to do.
0: I do. Okay, don't so there's a couple things stay. here. No, nope, there's a couple I, things. I like th- this. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, there's a couple things to note here. One, there's a player that starts it and mm-hmm. it's a seed and it's a conversation in the game. Yep. Great. You as a game master are also okay with it. yep. Like you're like, hey man, it's open world. That's fine. Yep. Like you're not hung up on. All right, there's a death curse, and you guys got to go find the soulmonger because that's the source of the death curse, yes. and it's over in Chult. And they go, they start out, and then they're like, screw this shit.
1: I have had other <laughs> other times to that point when people have gone on like a quest, and this is a oh god, this is a while back. It was a quest for back when I was running three zero when that first came out. And the guys i was running for at the time like man i don't know if we want to still do this this is just i don't know and they look at me like what do you think i'm like well you're abandoning your quest if you're telling me you're going to do that that's fine everything is set up to do this thing you're telling me you don't want any part of that couple options here make new characters we can start over do something different use the same characters you fled gone somewhere else all the repercussions and ramifications of you abandoning this thing that you've taken upon your shoulders Got to deal with it how do you want to do that what do you think him haw him haw. It, that one and much like the other one i think each time this has happened it's been a good thing is there's that break fourth wall break if you will where the players look at the game master me in this case or when i've looked at my buddy eric when he was running you know, i would say hey are you okay if we do this i'm seriously thinking of wandering off i'm seriously thinking we should go take care of this other problem and let this thing lie fallow for a little bit whatever that thing happens to be and i think when it's okay is when the players take a take a look over at the game master and say hey we got a hankering to do this are you cool with that and in each case that i've had it that's worked well the players in game master have had the yeah that's cool sure i can handle that tonight or if you want to do that, we got to stop tonight because I've got nothing ready. So we'll come back and we'll start over at this new thing or this new quest or whatever it is. Okay, cool. Yep. We'll do that. Or I have had when the game master is like, we're almost done. Or really, you know, when you can see that they want to back and forth. Okay. You know what? We'll stay the course. We'll stay the course. We're on the quest. We're going to save the space princess from the space dragon and kill the space whatever. Fine. That's what we're going to do. We'll go do that thing. Um, in the case where I had the guy who was being a jerk and just wanted to wander off because he told me I was bored. I'm like, I gave you 15 plot hooks to get into. You had plenty of character interaction. What else do you want to do? I don't know. I just don't like any of that stuff. I'm like, all right. (laughs) I don't know what to do with you. That's a player grievance. In a case like yours, when the players have the grievance and they're like, well, fine, fuck it. My paladin walks away. My wizard won't adventure with a thief who steals my spell component pouch or you know i i'm i I, i'm this that you know i didn't know you're part of the rebel alliance and a spy oh my god fuck you i have to kill you now you know and some of that comes down to perhaps a good session zero where everybody says look i want to make a character who is a spy you know, and some people are like, fuck, you can't do that. I want the big reveal in game, blah, blah, blah. I want to react again. That's fine. Maybe that isn't the answer for your group. But the other piece is making characters that fit, right? So if somebody's a necromancer and you've known each other for 30 years and you know Jeff is going to blow a gasket, bad call, man. I would almost hazard to say, Sean, dude, don't let him do that. <laughs>
0: you know? Well, and while that may be the case, then I get the, why can't, you know, why can't I, I then I got to. And then I got a babysit. Oh, I get it. Then it, dude. it becomes totally this it. big pain in the ass yep. with like, Oh, you wanna let me play Mickey? And I don't know, then I'm freaking playing with a ten year old. Like, like <laughs> what the hell, man? I get it. Totally get it. Yeah, it yeah. But and I know it's different. Like I what you've proposed in this topic is a little bit different than hey, I'm not I wouldn't adventure mm. with these guys, so I'm just gonna walk off.
1: Yeah, what I'm talking about is like there's options out there, right? So you're out trying to do something. We did that in your uh, Star Wars game a little bit. We had yeah, a mission. Sure. We had stuff to do. We decided, you know what we're going to do? We're going after the spaceship. You planted some hooks out. Son we have to go out the, the spaceship. Bitches. We're going to go do that thing. Yeah, exactly. You know what we're going to do? We're going to get involved in this. We want to go to this pod race. We want to go to this. We want to go to that. Okay, We're picking up things that you wanted us to do, but we did make it our own. Someone's a jackass, never left the spaceship because he's a dick, but we don't play with that guy anymore, so it's fine. But sometimes when, if you have the sandbox world or hex crawl type of thing, players are going to wander wherever it is that they want to. And that's part of the the lure of that type of setup, right? You know? And sometimes, depending how the game is going, if you're running a sandbox game or you have a, like we talked about in another episode a little bit ago about ca- campaigns, you know what the ending is, you know how it starts, what's kind of in the middle could be squishy. There's going to be a part in that squishy middle. When the group looks at each other and goes, huh? Let's see. Um, the horrible plague demon lord isn't coming through the space portal. We don't have any problems here. We got the uh, bounty hunters off our backs. I've paid off the evil space knights. Huh? What do we do? Right, you as a game master, like, oh, why they're down? They're just quiet now. I got a couple, couple things going to hit them. Well, we'll see what they do next. And they might say, you know, or we, um, we all go home. We go to a different planet. We re-outfit the ship. We do something. We want to go see what's over there, the empty sector of space. We're going to go hide out for a little bit. You're like, huh, I never thought they'd do that. That seems weird. But in some of those dead campaign sessions, or sections, I should say, players will decide to go off places. Sometimes they look at a map, and they've adventured around Waterdeep a lot, and somebody says, I'm kind of tired of Waterdeep, but I love these characters. What's over here? And the finger, you hear thump down on the map. What's over here in this forest? And someone wants to go there because that's part of the game is exploration and going seeing and just doing different things. I started developing the Outland section of Avalon because I've been playing in the city of Avalon with my, my characters quite a bit, my, my home group. And a couple of them are like, I think we want to leave. Can we leave? I said, absolutely. Let's, let's build the rest of the world out together. Let's take a trip. Let's go see what we can find. So Lenny and Beta's character, Newton Beecher, they left, got on a ship, did a whole bunch of crazy shit developed more stuff and part of it was we love the characters we want to keep this we want to keep them alive we don't like where we are the types of things that are happening the adventures we're having in this place we want to shift so they picked them up and punted them a couple hundred miles you know west of the city type of thing
0: does that make sense sean It does make sense, and funny you bring this up, Brett, Mm -hmm. specifically in this type of context, because I recently brought this up with Mister Jason Hobbs
1: (laughs) of Hobbs and Friends of the OSR, or Hobbs and Friends, sorry. Because
0: he was talking one time about, "Hey, give me where do you guys want to go? Give me a direction, like so you know, so he could prepare. Yep, rightfully so. Fair enough. Totally, guys. We're going north. Apparently, we didn't convey that." (laughs) or we weren't, we weren't clear in in what we, yeah. So then what happened was we start off the game and we go in a particular direction or we're going to go and explore. And then we get, okay. As we talk to other folks or we meet other NPCs or whatever the case is, there are things that have been produced that, that say, Hey, there's this thing in the marsh and this thing in the mountains and this one in the hills so then we go, well, wait a minute. Hold on a second Ooh. about going off. Uh, right, I don't know if I want to finish this candy bar. I want that one. I don't know if I, <laughs> I want to. We want to go to the mountains now yeah. to find the lost forge, right? Well, maybe, maybe we want to check this uh, marsh out or whatever, right? Okay. Like, the witch is over there, the marsh, and she's doing bad things. Oh, yeah, you get a couple bad sexy things,
1: but- plot, juicy plot points, or coupons get dingling. you know, the sparkles go up. Ooh, what's that NBC got to say?
0: Uh... And, of course, Hobbs comes along and says, oh, great. Assholes, uh, you know, now church. you guys are going in a different direction. I'm like, "Well, hold on a minute, man. You one way to limit players' options is to not give them any." <laughs> yes. Don't give them four or five goals, you know, say, "Hey, there's this in the hills, and this in the mountains, and this in the plateau, and this in the grasslands." And then expect the players not to consider all of them.
1: Yeah, so what the other piece too is once they've chosen a path, help them stay on that path to get there. Or if you do give your group If they're running along, they're having a good time. Everyone's getting along. No one wants to kill the Warlock. Uh, Paladin's fine with the Necromancer because they've determined their long-lost brothers. Great. They're cruising along in their spaceship, dungeon, whatever it is they're in. And you, along this path, they learn of five other cool things. Like, well, you know, we kind of picked this one out of the hat because it seemed the coolest one at the time. But now, this side quest thing seems a lot more interesting. We might abandon. We might abandon the whole mountain thing and uh, fuck that. Let's go to the deserts. Yeah.
0: Well, in defense of Hobbs, he was streaming, so that's one thing. And he wanted, you know, he's a big World twenty guy, so he wants the maps oh, and tokens all and all. That. Yeah, yeah, and that's totally fine. That's like prep thing. Hey, I don't have that prepped. You know, so we either have to we either have to change or we got to say, all right, well, we we'll, I guess we cut it here and then wait until next week and then we go into the swamp.
1: I think that's where, again, what the players decide to do st- to change up on you. I am, I generally speaking, I don't mind because in most cases it is the players and, and their characters having a good discussion and they start talking and somebody usually turns and says, we're thinking of going over here. Boy, you know what? You can hear the conversation happening. We might not go. To Tatooine at all? I think we're going to Dathomir. Why are you going to Dathomir? I'd be like, really? Yeah, I just—it just—it seems you know we got a hunch. We got a hunch we're going back to Dathomir. Okay. Wow. It's a big galaxy. Son of a bitch. Sons of that's bitches. what I would have been.
0: That's what I've been. would. Yeah. That's what I would have said. Yeah. What in the hell do you mean <laughs> you're going there? Yeah. But they're
1: asking. They're saying we're thinking of going there.
0: Son of a bitches.
1: In my case. The the stuff I've seen that are nice is when I'm doing that, I'm looking at you, Sean, or Randy or whomever, my game master is like, hey, I'm thinking we're thinking of doing this. That's a you I'm looking to you to help me and the group. Is this okay? One is a very meta outside of it is the are you as game master? I wonder if she's okay with us doing that. Changing the script right now. Or is Randy going to lay down some wisdom and say, Hey, look, guys, I think you're forgetting the last 10 sessions all these promises all the stuff that all this history and it sounds like you're getting distracted a little bit by this thing i'm just saying you know oh yeah Randy's right we have a we have a we have a power on and Sean and I go yep you know what bad idea we're not going over there we're going to go to the mountains so as long as what's being done when well, the players want to wander off and again i think a lot of it comes down to the agency piece, the world is alive. They want to feel like it's alive, that they can – they have all these clues, these wonderful, cool things. They want to be able to feel like they're not completely on this nasty railroad which has, which has no viewpoints, right? It has no, no fun stops, no scenic views. They don't want to be able to go somewhere else. You, when you lay down a map of the Star Wars galaxy and tell me you can only go to these two planets, at the, and you, and I own a spaceship? Are you fucking kidding me? You know, that's. it feels dumb.
0: Well, that's when the game master has to say, well, you only have fuel to go to either one. Mm-hmm. You go you go to anywhere else, you run out of fuel, and you're going to be dead in space. Aw. Even this what? one that's halfway hey.
1: between, nope, that planet exploded.
0: <laughs> that's right. It was blown up. It's asteroids there. It was there. No, it's funny. It's not there anymore. So we're
1: kind of talking, jumping around a little bit here, as is our want, Sean. But when, have you had this happen to you as a player, Where you're, other than the one, I guess not have you, because you clearly said it just did with Hobbes, but... Was that a matter of how it usually happens in your experience when you see something that looks juicier, more fun? That you're like, hey, we want to go do that thing?
0: Uh, It could. It could, depending on what's kind of on the table at the moment. It it isn't. I don't think we went looking for it like, eh, that's kind of like boring. So is there anything else we could do? Like, can we go to the town square and see if there's wanted posters and hunt down criminals? Like we didn't, it wasn't that, I mean, there's, there's knowledge that we have gained and through that knowledge has said, hey, you know, there's this rumor that that's over there or, oh, that 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 could tie into this cult thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's, it's. I think most of the times that I either run a game or I'm partaking in a game, it's very rare where somebody will just be like, foo, you know, squirrel, and then they'll go off in a random direction, especially if it hasn't been presented to them for some type of motivation or reason. Like, I don't don't find players just waking up in the middle of a game session and going, you know, like Forrest Gump, man. I'm I'm just gonna go. We're gonna go for a run, run or I'm gonna stop running now. I'm going home. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, like twenty people behind you running across the country. Hey. <laughs> like I'm gonna go home now. What? What, what the fuck? What? <laughs> what
1: the hell. I I have had it where characters have had like oh they assume this thing's going always going on when there's been another per- another character in the group is like look my goal is to gain enough of X to retire or enough to do this thing, right? I have that yeah. opportunity i'm going to stop i'm going to open that inn in Waterdeep i've always wanted i'm going to buy that spaceship i've always wanted i'm going to buy that repair facility i'm going to retire from this life of adventuring that happened in my avalon game um jr's uh outlander character had a great opportunity to take over the one-eyed raven Inn. he's like done i said well john what do you what do you think i didn't i threw the idea at him thinking i don't know what he's gonna do he's like yep i'm gonna do it okay how do you want to run him? I don't know. Like, give me a minute to think. He gets back to me an email the next day. Goes, nah, I'm just going to retire him. It's the best thing to do. I'll make a new character. I'll come in new.
0: Okay, cool, man. That's okay. I don't it's mind totally that. Fine. Yeah, totally fine. I mean, if somebody wants to out, like, put one character to rest somehow without having to kill him off or sacrifice him. And it also wasn't,
1: it wasn't detrimental to the group. He wasn't like, I quit and I'm not playing with you all. You know, he's like, hey, I think this makes sense. I, he's in a good spot. He's going to retire the. Adventure can continue because I'll still be a part of it. I'm not going to shortchange the group. I'll come back with a wizard. Sounds great. Off we go. Off and running. No one's it's not being done detrimental. I think when when we say detrimental is the person who's being a jerk, as I said, I've seen that before. Only a couple times one I had to kick out. Um or when somebody's bored, right? You can see sometimes people are bored. They don't understand what it is you're trying to do. And sometimes that's the you hear that. Uh, Matt Colville's talked about it. When somebody goes, why are we doing this? What are we here for? Why are we doing this again? That's one of the reasons I like to start every session with a quick recap, either from the players telling me what it is, or I give them an update, reread the notes, something to refresh everybody's memory. What? Why are we in Undermountain again? So we go over that because it's we're playing Undermountain every two weeks, and somebody goes, I don't even think I want to be here anymore. Well, uh, then that could lead to, "Up, no, screw it, we abandoned this thing. We go back to, back to the, uh, Waterdeep and go hunt a dragon somewhere else. We could do that, right? But I, I think that the boredom capacity, I think what's more, when I hear that, I've had that happen in the past because I have like everybody else, you had a flop game at some point, it's, it's not going well, I'll be like, look guys, are we just not having fun? And like, yeah, you know, I'm just not. And I say, you know, we can, we can wrap this because if you all are bored or we're done, just flat done for whatever reason, you don't like the system, you're bored with the character, you can walk your guy away, make a new one, bring in a new, bring in the new person. She's great, good, do that, whatever. If it's boredom, don't start acting out, right? And wandering off and you know, knocking things over like a cat on a on a bookshelf just because. But say something about it. Um, but and again, if it's like, well. I don't like my character, I don't like this adventure, I'm bored, I don't like playing with Sean, I don't like Brett anymore, right, whatever. Just, you know, ha- have that grown-up discussion. But otherwise, I think, generally speaking, when players want to wander off, I think it's kind of cool, if it's not the negative end of it. And when I say it's kind of cool, is because they're they are looking at your world in such a way that they know there's something over that hill. Even if... And just got to build it. Randy's going to come back with something. It wasn't there, but they know you're going to come up with something. Right? Even if you scrap the adventure. And Hobbs is like, "Wow, well, fuck. You don't want to go to the mountains. You want to go to the forest instead. Okay. We trust him. And you trust your game master that they're going to come up with something cool. Well, it's Hobbs. You kind of sort of trust him. Generally speaking, though, you do. But I think it's it's kind of, um, not a rite of passage in a way, but... When the characters are looking at the world, they want to figure out how to make their way in it, how to do different things. They're going to follow a clue, a tangent. They want to feel free to do stuff. And part of the freedom of being able to do it is knowing that you, as the game master, are going to lay down some cool shit for them to figure out and to do. They abandon that quest. They don't want to go to the desert anymore. They've decided they can't find the Caliph's son. We're done. (laughs) We could either spend another, we could either get on this caravan and head back. Over here and survive, or we could die in this desert. We've been here for a month. The kid's dead. Let's just tell the cliff he's dead. I got nothing. And it's a legit answer. And by feeling they can do that, they tr- are trusting the game and the game master to make sure that cool stuff is happening. You know, I don't know if that if that helps at all, but I think I think that's a it's a sign of of support in a way.
0: Well. And all is fine, all in dandy. Yeah. But now we've also had episodes, Brett, where you have said we – were ta- we're, you were talking about like, okay, presenting the details, but the world keeps moving. So yep. if they decide – like the group you mentioned said, hey, man, this place sucks. It's going to be overtaken by a war, blah, 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 and we don't want to be a part of it. And they wander off. Yep. And you give them that option – so do you bring that as a consequence oh yeah oh
1: their- well, yeah shit got bad
0: <laughs> right so because
1: when they fled the area they fled with the horrible artifact of chaos and that artifact of chaos they fled with was part of what the war was about they didn't realize that
0: ah. you know
1: it's kind of like it's you know old school in a way you find the one ring guess what who comes looking for the ring race because you've got the goddamn thing you know shit follows you around your adventures, your kind of nexus points for plot hooks come flying at you. But even. <laughs>
0: but even You're just wandering exactly. on the road, not wanting anything to do with that crap. That's not how and that it just is. finds it you. It does. It's You're a nexus point for <laughs> hell,
1: kids. That's the deal.
0: Player characters, man. They got the worst
1: luck. But that's, you know, if you decide, look, we're not telling the Caliph. We, we could not find his son. We were fleeing this desert, and we're going to report back to him. We report back to him. He's livid. He's angry. He kicks you out strips you of your lands and titles, you're gone. You're you're to be spit upon in the streets. You're garbage. You're useless. You're not heroes. You're fucking punks. Get out of town. You get kicked out. You can argue it all you want. But like, look, you failed. <laughs> you know, it's this is this is the thing. And I told you he was a bastard when you met the man. You tried to you tried to do this thing. You bailed and uh, Princess Leia is dead.
0: Whoa. you, well, you Now, not Yeah, yes, it did. <laughs> so some people Some, not uh, not everybody. They may look at that and go, oh, I see. So I don't follow Brett's plot hook. I go in a particular direction because I don't want to deal with that shit. And then all of a sudden, Brett brings down the heavy hand with uh, nine ring wraiths on me because I got this stupid ring that I found in the bottom of a freaking creek.
1: Well, it's not my fault you didn't realize that was connected. It's not my problem. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Generally speaking, though, those are extreme examples. The other example is that you leave the town before the war happens, and um, you you encounter stuff. There's signs. There's remnants. If that uh, uh, invading army did well enough to take that city, they start spelling out it's an army of chaos. So this is they can't what...
0: escape. They can't escape the war. No, they gotta, no, you... <clears throat> they got to face it at some point. So
1: what they decided to do is they said, "Fuck it, we're fleeing to the Empire." Fine. They went to the Empire, and I, and I cooked up a whole different set of adventures for them. They fled Bretonnia. They went back to the Empire. Okay. Britonia was in complete chaos, craziness across the mountains. They went to the Empire, dealt with a whole bunch of other stuff, and somebody said, "Huh, I wonder if we went back to Britonia, if we could find a clue, because we never really dug into that druids gro- that druids grove. We should go look." I'm like, oh, "They want to go back? Are you kidding? They want to go? back. You want to go back? All right." And they went back. It was like war torn hell. They're like, "Oh yeah, that's right. There's a there's a war here. We fled, son of a bitch." <laughs> so. The war stopped at the mountains, right? It was just within Britonia. They fled. They got far enough away. Dangers behind them. They found different dangers. They dealt with those other dangers. Somebody had the idea that I think this is connected in some way because we're seeing the symbol of Zanish, this horrible god of change and magic and chaos, and maybe it's there, maybe it's here. Hmm. I wonder if there's another clue way back, and there was no clue in the Druid's Grove, but somebody thought, hey, let's try that. Hey, good fucking idea. Cross the mountains. Back to the hell. The game broke up before we got much further than that C episode when i got pissed at my team about something totally different but anyway that was yeah you can always you can flee far enough right if you don't like it here you can leave and you go somewhere else whatever was happening there to your point the world keeps turning it doesn't always have to follow you right you can get far enough away you know so i think i think that's i think that's legit because otherwise it can feel like I have no agency because I tried to run away from you, but you beat the fuck out of me and drug me back to the war I didn't want to be in. No, leave the war. That's fine. For reality's sake, quote unquote, you have to flee far enough, right? If the Germans are, are marching uh, you know, in, into Russia, you probably have to go quite a ways into Russia to get far enough away from them. You can't just go from, you know, Stalingrad to Leningrad, and assume, oh, that's, well, I just left one city. How dare you bring the war here, too? I mean, it's just, it's a war. It's a big damn thing that's happening. You need to go far away, which you can do. You know, and then when you come back, stuff's happened.
0: Make sense? Totally. I think as long as the players realize, like, hey, that's the stuff that I keep, like, that's, just because you wander off doesn't mean that the world stops. And some people, I think, think that they can just kind of yeah, escape you it. Didn't well, just hit the pa- you didn't
1: just hit the pause button on the war. And it's not like right. I've told AJ and Ilana this before. I so said, look, this isn't like uh, one of your video games where you can just don't, excuse me, that quest line is active whether you're level one or level 20. Right. right. At a certain point, that quest line is gone. So and that's a piece like in the discussion. Do You want to leave? Okay, you might have to flee a long way to get away from the war. Yeah, we know. We'll see how far that is. All right. At least get across the mountains. Get free of that shit. You know, then they decided to go back. Well, all right, then you're going back. Guess what? That world, that there was no pause button. Something kept happening. Anyway, I guess that we kind of touched a little bit around why players do, do this type of thing, why characters might choose to want to leave. Um, I guess I'm, I'm curious as to how other folks have dealt with it. Do you care? Do you? Is it an out-of-game discussion where you say, "No, I really, I have nothing prepared." You know, we all agreed this was the adventure. Look, we're playing *Horde of the Dragon Queen*. That's what we're playing. If you don't want to do *Horde of the Dragon Queen*, I don't know what to do for you, sir and/or madam. You know, <laughs> what, what, what are we doing here? That type of thing. I don't like this. I don't like this adventure. We are like halfway through *Demons of* you know, the Underdark of Death City. What? What are you? What are you doing? I don't want to be here anymore. I go home and start a farm. All right, leave. <laughs> you know, I don't want to do that. But anyway, I just I'm kind of curious. I think it's it, it's interesting to me sometimes when I look at when characters want to leave, when players want to wander off. I like having the discussion with the with the players, looking at it from the character's perspective. Why does he or she? Why do they want to leave? Is it something that they've seen that they say, you know, this just isn't what we what we want. We really want to change. We want to flee the war. We want to go to the war or
0: whatever the case is. So how do you guys, how do you folks deal with it when it happens to you? I would be specifically interested in the folks that tout that they run a really open sandbox. <clears throat> and if, when those things move and change, if everything else moves and change, or is the, is, is it always more, or is it always more static? Which I do and how they how you handle that but
1: like the tomb of the ogre lord is the tomb of the ogre lord whether you no one else goes there until you get there type of thing yeah interesting yeah
0: i think well and and it's a lot to manage when that starts happening especially if you're running Points of light, maybe not so much, mm-hmm. but, you know, when you got, like... You know, and that's a point. I've got five plots here, and they're all over the place, I could easily and... see people
1: saying, look, I, I hate it when my when my character... When the players want to drag their characters all over the place, because I'm not ready for that. You know, I have limited time to prepare sure. stuff. I don't want to GM off the cuff. I'm saying it like it's a cool thing, but it's a cool thing for Brett. It doesn't mean it has to be cool for you, that if you're, that if you're not cool with it, that you're doing it wrong. Clearly, you're not. Um, I, and I'm just... I'm kind of wondering, you know, what what part of it do you like? Do you hate the whole type of thing? When they want to wander off the beaten path, go do something different. Especially in a homebrew adventure, I find that happens more often because you're like, huh? Somewhere, I think in the players' heads, like Sean made this shit up, so we can make <laughs> up something else, <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I wonder. Probably, if that's that. maybe. I don't know. I'm curious to see
1: what other people think. It's not a super heavy, deep topic. You're just kind of wondering.
0: Yeah, write in or give us a call or head over to the forums and let us know. Oh, well, I should
1: uh, say, I think I think I'm starting to agree agree with Randy. It's been cooking in my head for a while. It's a it's a it's a it's a it's a definition thing. It's been that's it, all. No, it it's been is. in like, my head for a bit. I'm thinking about it, thinking about it. Yeah. Not everything is
0: a, not it. Not everything is a nail. No,
1: no, not always. No, not always. Not
0: right. always. Not always. All right. All right. Um, all right. I'm slow.
1: I'm not. I'm, uh, I'm in pain. I don't think we.
0: Yeah, I understand, man. Let's get into die roll. Yeah, let's go. All right, die roll. 2d4, miscellaneous points, a game and a geekery You want to bring to you. We've got three this week. First one, Great American Witch, funded Kickstarter by our buddy Christopher Gray. Mm-hmm. It is funded. It ends uh, the 27th of August, 2020. So if you're interested in checking that out, by all means, uh, we'll have a link in the show notes. Uh, next one, OSE, Advanced Fantasy Kickstarter by Exalted Funeral. Starts the 12th, I believe, of August 2020. So this is after you tried if, to get me to buy that other book. Now you want me to buy another one? So Brett was intrigued by the OSE version that I finally got. Uh took some time to get it across the pond. And then through um, necro- 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 necromantic games, necrotic gnome, necrotic gnome, <laughs> necrotic gnome,
1: exalted, exalted funeral—it's funeral. all death, all death, it's death. death. all
0: death-related. Yes. Um, but it's—it's it's, my understanding is it's still kind of in the spirit of the BX, but to to bring more like more classes and more spells and things of that nature. So they do an awesome Kickstarter, awesome products. I gotta say, I bought the PDF like on a bundle. And I'm like, this, oh, this is kind of cool. So I bought the hard copy and got it. And there's a lot of folks that listen to the show that have their own versions too. So uh, check that out. And then lastly, Notion is an app that I found. I, I think another gamer might have been using it on Twitter and I found it. And it's a Windows, Mac, iOS application that's like similar to OneNote, but I would say it's even dare I say better? more powerful Ooh. yeah you could do it in the web one note you could do that uh you could do it on a mac you could do that on OneNote, and you could do it on OS you could do that on one note but it's <laughs> it's got a lot of templates that I thought was pretty interesting so I started using it for my delta green game and I'll probably use it for prep hey man if it's um, a
1: variation on a theme does it do more better of what you want for you take a look at it man
0: it does all kinds of stuff man and it can do some integrations like our show notes i can plop them in there cool yeah so i thought that was pretty cool so if you're looking for a new tool to maybe explore if you're cool with the one you got great otherwise you can check out notion so there's a free plan and then there's a paid version but other than that that's all i have for oh i got another thing here this thing this thing i don't know what this little thing is so i got Four of these suckers. Oh, the hidden necropolis in the mail. Yeah, by Nola, Mert, Nola, Nola Burt. Nola by uh, yeah, Cowlbearer Press. Look at this thing, Robert Nemeth. I got part of Zine
1: Quest. I got mine as well. It's a damn good one. It's so, built well, well written, it's got a good zine eh. feel, but easy.
0: Miners at a copper mine in the foothills of a large mountain range have discovered the remains of an ancient civilization in something more mysterious. A lone survivor of the mine arrives at the nearby town but is delirious from his experience. Will the adventurers sent to unravel the mystery find out what dark fate has befallen the mine? The Hidden Necropolis is an adventure for four to six PCs of levels three to five, compatible with the torches, five torches deep, as well as five E. I have four copies, which I don't need. Four copies. Have to, you have to so, give some away, man. Apparently, man, we've got some shit to give away. I have to cook it up, cook up something. Cool, man. What can we? Do? What can we do? So check out uh, that. I imagine you get it on drive through, right? Nola Burr. I believe it's out there. So yeah, he that, says it's you know, now live on drive Is it?
1: It is. Sweet. So Mike H, you were talking about dungeon crawls, right there. Uh,
0: there you go. Another good
1: one to take a look at.
0: There you go. Uh, So, yeah, we'll have a link in the show notes to that one as well. You can grab it on drive-thru. Man, he's got print-on-demand option. But other than that, now I can officially say I think I'm done. Cool. What are we talking about next week, bro? We're going to talk about making thieving interesting. Thieving interesting. Thieving interesting. So becoming a crook. Yeah. Burglar.
1: Expert treasure hunter, you know, whatever.
0: Oh. Oh. Cool. So that'll be it. That'll be it next week. Next week here, Monday night, 8 p.m. live. Otherwise, check us out in your favorite podcatcher.
1: We'll actually have sound next time. It'll be
0: great. We'll have sound (laughs) from the beginning. (laughs) I think Sean's done dinking around with his setup. I'll I'll
1: double down the Viking, and so I'm not in so much pain.
0: Yeah, Brett will be completely high. (laughs) Wouldn't that be something, ladies and gentlemen? (laughs) Brett's high, yay! That's what y'all need to see. It'll be good. All right, let's get out of here. Just say no to drugs, kids. Stay in school. All right, thanks everybody for uh, joining us live in the chat room. Appreciate it. Love you guys. Um, Otherwise, we'll talk to you later. I'm Sean. This episode of Gaming ABS produced by the following BSers: Graham Miner, Corey Wynn, Brett Pazinski, Ed Nice, Ghost GM, Jay Plata. George Sedgwick, Stefan Dragonspawn, Adam Grotejohn, Phil McClory, Jared Rasher, Dollar Adventure Frameworks, Jason Wiebe, Ray Otis, Eric Frankhouse, Daniel Garrett, Jim Ingram, Curtis Hinson, Rory Weston, Mike Hess Jr., Ron Blessing, Mark Sohm, Hus Carl, Eric Tavola, Henry Newcomb, Melissa Bashinsky, Harrigan, David F. Baylog, Andy Hall, Rich Wishon, Brian Rumble, Jeff Goad, Niall Diamond, Corey Gonzalez, John K. Ward, Jeff Seifert, Andy Olson, Michael Dinos, Old School DM, Eric Avia, Perry Basor, Laramie Wall, Robert Nemeth, Angus, Josh Wallace, Howard Bishop, Craig, Roger Bracelet, Sky, Chad, Chad, Chad Gleeman. Just kidding, Chad. Thomas Hook, Mark Richman, Ron Bishop, Larry Hout, Old Scouser Role Playing, Jim Fitzpatrick, Kate, Craig Huber, C.W. Mellencamp, Dan LaValley, Eileen Barnes, Brandon Barnes, Pure Mongrel. Wayne Humphrey, Merkel Froelich, Mark Tosaka, Jason Hobbs, Chris Steele, Sean Nicholson, Tony Sugarloaf Baker, Eric Saltzweedle, and Joe Swick. Hey, if you like what you've heard on this episode of Gaming NBS, do us a favor and tell a friend. Have them go over and subscribe. They could catch us in any of their favorite podcatchers or head over to gamingnbs.com. Thanks, BSers. This This has has been been a Litterbox Litterbox Studio Studio production.